Farm Talk on C103 with Dairy Gold Prime Elite Roomy Force Calf Cube. Maximize calf performance and health at grass by optimizing the function of the rumen. Welcome to the Dairy Gold Farm Talk program with John O'Connor. Later, Katrina Morrissey, Deputy Editor, Irish Farmers Journal, on a seven-year study which indicates that high-output cow herds could cut emissions. Elaine Clifford, B&T Dairy Advisor, Chagas Sandfields Mallow, on dairy farming and some upcoming calf care events. Also results from West Cork ploughing. The daughter of a well-known County Cork farmer is in Australia this week, taking part in one of the most prestigious agricultural shows of its kind in the world. 16-year-old Becky Hines is daughter of Peter and Paula Hines from Harlow. Peter's been telling Farm Talk about her adventure. She headed off on uh, New Year's Eve, so she rang in the new year at uh, 38,000, 40,000 feet, but... Yeah, it's uh, a massive adventure for her and uh, something we spoke about for a while. And I guess it was just the way life evolved last Mm -hmm. year that she gained the life experience and uh, to be able to to travel a journey like that herself. Indeed. Yeah, she'll be be showing out in Australia at International Dairy Week, which kicks off next weekend. Um, So she's been showing a lot of dairy stock, both here and in the UK. Um, And uh, the the opportunity came up for her to show in Australia. And uh, I guess it's not something that most 16-year-olds get to do. So when she had the confidence in herself to do it, we said, sure, we can't stop her standing her way because life is for living. And uh, she'd been traveling over and back to the UK a lot last year by herself uh, showing. And uh, she was based there for most of the summer but likewise back and forwards when she was coming back here to compete at big shows and would literally leave a show here go to Dublin airport hop on a flight and land into I think July there she landed into um, Bristol at 12 o'clock at night and went straight to New Forest show and was in the ring at 9 o'clock the following morning so you know she's she's used to dealing with airports and big airports and uh, we know the people that she's she's with in Australia well and um, knew she'd be safe with them, and likewise, I think when we were when she was planning the journey, it was uh, make it as simple as possible that she she flew Emirates to Dubai, and uh, her connecting flight was Emirates, so she was uh, straight on to Melbourne from that. And uh, the journey she was well capable of. Anyway, she was uh, with it, the following day she was out milking cows at five a.m. in the morning. So yes. yeah, it's uh, I mean we keep in contact and she keeps in contact with Paul every day there. I suppose with the time zones are a bit of a challenge because she's getting up when uh, we're finishing in the morning or finishing in the evenings, and uh, she's very busy from five a.m. in the morning before it gets too hot out there. They're trying to get as much done with show cattle as possible, but yeah, uh, yeah no, they keep in contact and it's. Uh, that's just a huge opportunity for her. It's a, it's a week-long show north of Melbourne and uh, judges from all over the world flying in. So, I mean, she's uh, she's been she's been really successful here in the show rings and in the UK. And it's just another string to her bow going out there. And uh, I, th- I think just having the confidence in herself to do it is... Uh, it's brilliant. Uh, ...was an achievement for us. Well-known County Cork farmer Peter Hines there from Ahala talking about his daughter, Becky Hines, the daughter of Peter and Paul Hines from Arla. Next in the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme, the Carberry Mockerfirma Report with Laura Woods.
Hi, this is Laura and I am bringing you the Carberry Mockery News. As this is my first radio report of 2024, I would like to wish everyone a happy and peaceful new year. 2024 has got off to a busy start for Carberry Mockery. Congratulations to both the Coral Ladies and Men's Basketball teams who won the Carberry Round of the Basketball Competition held recently. They now both go on to represent the region in the national final. Congratulations to the team from Clannacilty Mokra who represented the region in the national quarter-final of the Novice Debation Competition. Congratulations to Kilmeen Mokra who represented the region in the national semi-final of the Capers Variety Show held in Killarney. Carberry Mokra is helping people get active in 2024 with a weekly fun, non-competitive sports night being held in Dunmanway Sports Hall every Wednesday night starting at 9pm. A variety of sports will be played each week. The cost is just €3 and is open to all past, current and prospective Mokra members. There is still time to get your tickets for the Banlaskarty Mokra 70th Anniversary Dinner Dance which is taking place on Saturday the 20th of January in Farnhill House Hotel Clonacilty at 7pm. Tickets are €45. Euro. Please contact Banlaskarty Mokra on social media or any club member to purchase a ticket. So as you can see, Carberry Mocker has something for everyone and we are always looking for new members. They are clubs located from Inishannon to Beira, so there's bound to be one near you. So if you are between the ages of 17 and 35 and would like to join or know someone who does, have any questions or would like some more information, please contact us through our social media pages on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you. Next in the programme, CorkWest Ploughing Results. Joining us, Miss Caroline Jennings, PRO for the CorkWest Ploughing Association. Welcome to the programme, Caroline. Thank you, John. Um, so last Sunday, McCroom held the first of the West Cork Ploughing matches and it was held under excellent weather and ground conditions. The results are as follows. Conventional senior, first, Kieran Copley, 111 points. Second, Jim Grace, 110 marks. Third, Ger Kirby, 102 marks. Fourth, John Murphy, 92 marks. And fifth, Johnny O'Donovan, 71 marks. Intermediate, there was a joint placing for first, and that was Jackie O'Driscoll and Stanley Dean on 96 marks. And third was David Walsh at 89 marks. Under 28, first, Jamie Hayes with 111 marks. Second, James O'Sullivan with 108 marks. And there was a, thir- a joint third placing with Nile O'Driscoll and Noel Nine with 100 marks. And fifth was Aidan O'Donovan with 95 marks. The under-21s, uh, first was James Jennings with 109 marks. And second was Jeff Witcherly with 99 marks. The ladies, first Ellen Nine, 108 marks. Second, Katie Hayes with 101 marks. The three far combined, first Matthew Copley, 103 marks. Second, Kevin O'Driscoll, 98 marks. Third, Kevin O'Reardon, 93 marks. And fourth, Cyril Maguire, at 91 marks. The reversible senior, first, Liam O'Driscoll, with 120 marks. Second, Ger Coakley, 108 marks. Third, Michael Witcherly, 94 marks. And fourth, Tommy McCarthy, with 89 marks. The under-28 uh, reversible, there was one competitor, and that was Blair Witcherly, and he got 95 marks. The three furrow reversible, 
first, Padraig Walsh, 101 marks. Second, Patrick Buckley, um, with, a, with 86 marks. Third, Ger Lawler, 85 marks. And fourth, William Lyons, 58 marks. The vintage, and we had the open hydraulic, and first place was John O'Neill with 104 marks. Second, Thomas Busang with 103 marks. And there was a joint third between Ger Collins and Phelan Cotter with 89 marks. Fifth, Dennis Commons with 86 marks. Sixth, Michael Brosnan, 79 marks. And seventh, Sean McCarthy with 71 marks. There was one uh, competitor in the trailer vintage, and that was John Wolfe, and he got 96 marks. The single furrow with two competitors. Uh, first, Ferg Fleming with 97 marks, and second, Gordon Jennings with 88 marks. And in the novice vintage, we had Andy Mahan with 105 marks. The horses in the seniors, first was Moss Trant with 93 marks. Second was J.J. Delaney with 86 marks. The under-40 horses, first Jonathan Trant with 82 marks. And second was David Gorey with 69 marks. Um, now, McCroom usually has a couple of extra classes, and these are called the local classes. But the conventional beginner, first Paul Downey with 61 marks. Second, Ronan Murphy, 49 marks. Third, Jerry Cronin, 44 marks. Fourth, Louise Cronin, 40 marks. The local standard, first, Michael Buckley, with 67 marks. And second, Jared Kelleher, with 55 marks. The local reversible, first, Patrick McCarthy, 69 uh, marks. Uh, second, Kane O'Connor, 49 marks. Third, William Lynch, 47 marks. And then those joint placing for fourth with Dana O'Reardon and Rory O'Sullivan for 45 marks. Now, that's the results, but there is a ploughing match weather permitting uh, to be held tomorrow, Sunday, um, the 14th. Uh, this is being hosted by Band Ploughing Association on the lands of Shane O'Sullivan, Drum Keane in a Shannon, and the air code is T12KX88. That air code again is T12KX88. Now, entries have to be with Barry O'Sullivan on 087-246-3420 by today, Saturday, the 13th um, at 10 a.m. So that number again is 087-246-3420. And ploughing will commence at 11 a.m. sharp on tomorrow, Sunday. Right, John, that's it. That's fine. Thank you very much indeed, Miss Caroline Jennings, PRO for the Cork West Ploughing Association. Higher output cow herds could reduce cow numbers and cut greenhouse gas emissions while still maintaining milk supply for processing and dairy exports. A new study by UCD has found. With more on this, Miss Katrina Morrissey, Deputy Editor, Irish Farmers Journal. Katrina, welcome to the programme. You cover this in your article in the Irish Farmers Journal, January 13th. Yeah, that's right. So this is new research from uh, UCD and it was presented at the Positive Farmers Conference in Cork on Tuesday. And um, essentially what it is, is um, research that compares high input, high output herds with, um, say, the, the Chagas benchmark farm, which would be typically very, uh, very heavily grass-based with minimal concentrate feed input. So what it did was it compares the UCD lion's herd which averaged about 1,500 kilos of concentrate feeding, um, and the cows then, being those high-output type cows, were, were producing 587 kilos of milk solid, 
Compare that then with a Chagas farm that was feeding uh, one third of the concentrates, so 500 kilos of concentrates, and producing 465 kilos of milk solids. So what did it find? It found that both systems produced a, a similar profit over the whole farm, even though the higher output system actually had 15% fewer cows on the same land area. So um, given the, I suppose, the environment that we're in, the climate targets that have been set, that's, that's interesting because fewer cows will mean fewer um, greenhouse gas emissions from those cows. And what Professor Michael Wallace from UCD was, found really was that the higher output system while it's more exposed to volatility in output prices, so for example, when milk prices is low and feed prices are high, the profits would be lower than the Chagas benchmark farm, which is more grass-based, less, less uh, linked to the price of feed. But yet, when milk prices rise, the higher, in, higher input, higher output system does tend to give you more profit. The banding, so they also looked at, I suppose, the impact of cow banding and the nitrate derogation cut on the high output herd. And what it found was if that herd could not access any more land, it would force a reduction of 12% in cow numbers. And it would actually cost them 38% of their profit based on a milk price of 36 cents a litre. Um, but if additional land area, additional land was available in the area, the high output herd, um, the lions type herd, could actually afford to pay €377 per acre to secure more land rather than reducing the cow numbers to meet the lower nitrate uh, limit. Some really interesting information there. In a way, it suggests that going back to the future in terms of going back to a high-yielding, high-input Holstein-type cow could play a role in future dairy in Ireland. Whereas for the last 20 years, we've been moving away from Halsey. We've gone, you know, for the the smaller cow, much more adapted to, you know, huge grass input and lower concentrate feeding um, and giving giving the same milk yield. But, yeah, as I say, it, it strikes me as a little bit, you know, back to the future type thinking. People might hear this as just another argument for farmers to try and retain the 250 kgs where they have it or to prevent the loss of nitrate irrigation in the future. But I understand this study, this is a very long-term study. It's not just a whim. This is something based on many years of research for this particular outcome to be announced. Yeah, this, it was a seven-year study in total, and the idea was to investigate what would be required for a sustainable high-output um, grass-based spring milk production following quote abolition, which was 2015, and the move to reduce national greenhouse gas emissions. I suppose um, there are obviously the majority of farmers, and particularly those who are affected, would like to retain the derogation and go back up to the 250 kg limit. But we have, you know, agribusiness pointing out that um, the, the, the potential loss of the derogation in total in Ireland, so if everything was to come back to the 170 kilos, um, Jim Bergen this week described that as potentially catastrophic to the industry and to the rural economy. Um, so it's not surprising that you will hear farmers arguing for the retention of the derogation. Not to mind their central argument, which is that it will, you know, Chagas research has shown 
that it may have no, just a negligible impact on water quality. The Positive Farmers Conference, I understand it was a two-day event held in Radisson Hotel in Cork, near Cork City. Was there good attendance and what kind of feedback did you get? Did it help people? Did it calm those people who were very worried about needing to get highly expensive land to compete with tillage and other sectors to get enough land to retain their dairy herd? Yeah, there was a huge turnout, there always is, for the Positive Farmers Conference. And, and on the same day, then you also had the Irish Grassland Association Conference. And Aidan Brennan has uh, reports online on the Farmers Journal website. And he'll have lots more from the conferences next week. Um, one of the, the interesting uh, points, as I say, that I suppose Jim Bergen's comments on the derogation and how how imperative he says it is to keeping um, Irish grassland farming uh, competitive compared to others. Um, Ty Buckley of the IFA making a similar point, saying that uh, the derogation was the foundation of Ireland's um, competitive advantage because we grow more grass than other European countries. That is why we have the derogation, because our grass growing season begins earlier, ends later, and we have enough grass growth to take up um, nitrogen. And, and that's, that's, I suppose, you know, he, Ty Buckley, the IFA and others, always arguing that losing the derogation could lead to a shift in the system and potentially meaning that Irish dairy production is less competitive than other countries. So there'll be lots in the Farmers' Journal um, in the about both conferences next week, and we have some in today's paper as well. And in the Irish Farmers' Journal, Saturday, 13th of January, 2024, also on the same page as your article, your own article, High Output Herds Could Cut carbon emissions based on the UCD study, but also to show the cost of competing with, uh, we say, dairy people competing with tillage farmers or other sectors. Auctioneers are saying that dairy farmers still offering €400 an acre for land and straw hitting €50 a bale in the West and no guaranteed timeline for acres payments. So this article, your article, uh, based on the revelations at the Positive Farmers, it's good there should be something solid to hang on to out there. Yeah, look, there's, there's lots, I suppose. There are a lot of options for farmers. Some of them um, will be voluntary. Some of them will be less voluntary, more compulsory. But 2024 is going to be a really interesting year, I think. Um, what is the Chinese proverb? Is it, may you live in interesting times, which isn't necessarily always a positive thing. Um, but, yeah, look, there's a lot in the year ahead. We'll be looking at CAP later in the year as well. You know, CAP negotiations for 2028 will be beginning later this year following the European elections. And, yeah, we're in, we're in a, a, I suppose, an era of big changes. And 2024 is going to be another year of the same, I think. Thank you very much indeed for speaking to our programme. Miss Katrina Morrissey, Deputy Editor, Irish Farmers Journal. Thank you very much. Joining us, Miss Elaine Clifford, B&T Dairy Advisor, Chagas, Sandfield, Bellevue, Mallow and County Cork. First of all, welcome to the programme, Elaine. Now, you have details of some forthcoming events which we look at before going into our main conversation. So, forthcoming events, any items on the horizon? Yes, there's a good few events going on um, in the month of January, uh, John. So, I suppose the upcoming ones for the next week is a number of car care events being held in the county. Um, they're all starting at 11am. And there's one on the 16th of January on the farm of Gerard Ann and Stephen McCarthy down in uh, Ballymacken, Old Head in Kinsale. Then there's another event, a calf care event on the 18th of January on the farm of Timmy Lane 
um, Brook Lodge from Delan and from Moy, and that's actually a dairy calf to beef event. And then there's another one on the 19th of January um, on the farm of Albert Hillen in, um, down in Banlaskarty. Um, all these events are run by Ehejai and Chagas and they're supported by Volak um, and they're run with the help of the local crops and meat processors and all of the details are on the Chagas website for those calf care events. And then we have a, a Chagas Tillage uh, seminar, Spring Seminar which will take place on Tuesday the 16th of January at 7.30pm in the Clayton Silver Springs Hotel um, Conference Centre down in Cork. And the topics for that event are new cropping rules, margins for 2024, spring crop choices and varieties and local agronomy issues. And the same event will be repeated again on Tuesday the 23rd in the Monster Arms Hotel in Bandon at 7.30 as well. And then the final thing I just want to mention is there's a new part-time Green Star course starting this January uh, 2024 between the Mallow and the Fermoy Chagas offices covering all of the North Cork and East Cork area. This course is accredited by QQI Level 5 and 6. Um, and I suppose apart from gaining all the agricultural foundation knowledge and the most up-to-date practical technical skills um, and knowledge, the Green Cert, it's required for the young farmer stamp duty relief and farm succession. It's also required for any young farmer or the women in ag capital investment schemes. Um, and anyone looking to enrol in this course um, or further information, they can contact Noreen O'Rahilly by ringing any of the Chagas offices or they can contact her directly on 087-657-2262. And that, they're all the events for, for the coming week. That's wonderful indeed. Thank you very much indeed. Speaking to Miss Elaine Clifford, B&T Dairy Advisor, Chagas Sandfield, Bellevue in Mallowcott Cork. Great information there and that green cert course tremendously useful, opens so many doors for younger people. Now, could we just uh, begin with a wide sweep of the rest of uh, 2024? How should dairy farmers best plan for the year ahead in our current year, 2024? Yes, I suppose there's lots of things that farmers um, could be doing, John. I always find January is a good time to reflect on the year gone by, um, what went well, what went wrong. How could you have done things differently and what could make your life easier, I suppose, especially coming into the really busy springtime? Um, so following on from that, then set targets or goals for your farm of what you want to achieve for the farm or projects to complete and maybe budget for these then. Many farmers and advisors um, are busy completing profit monitors actually now at the minute um, to get detailed reports to be able to review the last year's performance before moving on and I'd really highly recommend farmers to complete a profit monitor or other financial um, review tools just to give them an idea of how sustainable their business is and how changes in let's say mid price um, in a dairy scenario and input costs will affect their business. Um, I suppose briefly it's fairly on topic at the moment with regards to changes in regulation and all the environmental restrictions the farmers now face and I suppose you can only control what goes on inside the farm gate. And I think now is a really good time um, for forward planning. So if farmers haven't already done so, to contact your advisor about your, your planned stocking rate for 2024. Does the derogation stocking rate changes affect you? Um, what are your options to remain compliant? Um, now really is the time, not waiting until after calving or after breeding. Because if you are in a highly stocked, um, situation and you're restricted with options. The problem's only going to get worse as the year goes on and you run out of options. 
um, and I find it can put a lot of stress on farmers later on in the year. And if you can really get intoxicated now, it makes things so much easier. Um, and I suppose really just to consider what stocking rate is sustainable for your farm, based on the amount of grass that you can grow and the amount of you know that you can supply um, and and feed the, the stock. Now, Elaine, approaching the busy calving season, what preparation work uh, should be done, you know, should be completed on dairy farms to lessen the load and be ready for that busy calving season on the way? Yeah, so like everything, I suppose preparation is key. And um, now is a great time to complete checklists for calving and calf rearing, like making sure you have all the equipment ready and clean and to hand in the right shed or up for where you need it before calving kicks off. Um, are there any inputs required, like milk replacer or spare teats or for feeders, etc.? Um, Labour availability is a big issue um, in the area. So I suppose to try and streamline jobs um, and make use of the likes of technologies available to you, um, like various apps that are available for completing paperwork on the go, because nobody wants to put a long day down out in the yard and then have to come in and do all the paperwork. Or maybe a family member could help you out with it. Um, I won't go into too much detail in terms of calf care and everything because I suppose it was a few weeks ago before that. But definitely attending one of those many calf care events um, that are on around the county for all your calf rear and tips on feeding and calf health and housing. Um, you'd be surprised what you'd pick up um, from those and it could be a, a great help to you. Um, in terms of animal health, um, we're entering a danger zone, I suppose, for mastitis in cows, as the beneficial effect of the dry cow tube is wearing off and the cows are approaching calving, their teeth ends are opening, um, and cows are in a pre- period of high risk of infection. So to ensure the cubicles are kept clean, make sure you have a cubicle per cow for those that are close to calving anyway, at least, if you're kind of caught on housing, and regular liming of the cubicles. Um, also assessing cow body condition. Um, you can't do much about, I suppose, February calving cows that, that um, have a lower condition, but definitely over-conditioned cows should be um, restricted or put on poor quality silage um, to avoid any milk fever problems, which can take take up an awful lot of time in the springtime. So maybe, you know, just a bit of animal husbandry to try and prevent um, illness or um, ill health in the springtime, which will save you time in the long run. Um, and it's also important to take time to assess the yearling heifers now, um, as they should be roughly kind of 47% of their mature weight, um, which is approximately 260 kilos, depending on the breed. So to give them a good chance of achieving their target breeding weight um, in the, for the springtime. And for those that are behind target, introduce an extra meal into their diet and good quality silage. Um, and once you start it early, it makes the job much easier for you later on in the spring. Now, looking at uh, fertiliser programmes and slurry application in spring, what advice, Elaine, would you give to farmers for fertiliser programmes and slurry application this spring? Yeah, so I suppose the slurry spreading close period is finished now and farmers can spread slurry and dung from the 13th of January. Um, Stock were in early end of last year, so I imagine people are under um, a bit of pressure with storage. But slurry is a very valuable source of nutrients on your farm, so I really advise farmers not to waste it. Um, Just a general, I suppose, guide would be spread slurry on your low um, covers of grass 
um, and roughly maybe 30% of the farm in the first round, um, in appropriate conditions, obviously. Um, and low emission slurry spreading is the most efficient method of spreading um, to get the best use of your nitrogen and your phosphorus and your potash. Um, in the spring, a 1,000 gallons of slurry spread using um, low emission slurry spreading equipment like a dribble bar, you're applying nine units of nitrogen um, per hectare versus spreading with a splash plate, you're applying six units of nitrogen. So there's three units lost due to the method of application. Um, so it's a really important tool, I suppose, to, to be used on farms. For all the irrigation farmers, they must spread 100% their slurry with low emission slurry equipment. And actually, as of the 1st of January 2024, farmers that were stocked over 130 kilos of nitrogen per hectare in 2023 must also spread 100% of their slurry with low emission slurry spreading equipment. So some people might not be aware of that. Um, in terms of fertiliser then, um, it can't be spread in Cork until after the 26th of January. And I suppose the main thing to take into account with fertiliser is that we now have the fertiliser database um, in situ with the department. So everyone should be registered for it on ag food at this stage. And what that means then is basically all the fertiliser purchases you make during the year will be recorded from the 1st of January onwards. Um, so the department have access to, to what you're buying in on your farm. Um, and every farm has a fertiliser allowance, whether they know it or not. But it's dependent on your stocking rate, your soil sample results and concentrate purchases, etc. So you only get one allowance every year and if you have it used up, that's that's your quota. So I'd strongly urge people to find out what their allowance is. It's not just it's not the same every year um, and you should really get a plan done for your farm because you may think that you could buy the like the 10 tonne of 18612 but if you're over the 130 kilos of N per hectare stocking rate um, and you don't have soil samples taken, you actually have a zero allowance for phosphorus um, fertilisers. So it's really important to know what you're allowed before you go buying this year. I think I've heard some of the advisors saying, know your number. Yes, yeah. Very important indeed. Now, speaking to Miss Elaine Clifford, B&T Dairy Advisor, Chargis Sandfield, Bellevue Mallow, we appreciate there's a lot of detail involved, Elaine, but at the start of our conversation, you refer to some very important upcoming events. Now, some people may have missed some of the introduction with those uh, details regarding upcoming courses and events, in particular the Green Cert. If it's not too much trouble, if you have the details to hand, would you please go through those details again? Because a lot of people would like to double-check the programmes available, calf rearing, and the Green Cert. The Green Cert is so important for making sure you get your entitlements, etc. Yeah, no problem, John. So there's a number of events going on around the county. Um, uh, in particular, there's a, a good few calf care events, and they're all starting at 11 a.m. every every event. The first one is on the 16th of January, and that's on the farm of Gerard and, and Stephen McCarthy down in Ballymacken, Old Head, Kinsale. Um, there's another event on the 18th of January on the farm at Timmy Lane, Brook Lodge, Clondalan in Fermoy, and that's actually a dairy calf to beef um, event. And the, there's another one on the 19th of January on the farm of Albert Helen from Ballinascarty. And all these events are run by AHI and Chagas and supported by Volac. 
and they're run with the help of the local co-ops and meat processors and all the details can be found on the Chagas website. Um, there is a Chagas Spring Tillage Seminar which will take place on Tuesday the 16th January at 7.30pm in the Clayton Silver Springs Hotel Conference Centre down in Cork um, and the topics for discussion that night are new cropping rules, margins for 2024, spring crop choices and varieties and local agronomy issues. And the same event will be held on Tuesday the 23rd of January in the Munster Arms Hotel in Bandon at 7.30pm as well. And then finally we have the um, the new Palestine Green Circ course starting this January 2024 between the Mallow and Fermoy Chagas offices covering all of the North Cork and East Cork area. This course is accredited by QQI Level 5 and 6. Um, apart from gaining all the agricultural foundation knowledge and the most up-to-date practical, technical skills and knowledge, the Green Cert is required for Young Farmer Stamp Duty Relief and Farm Succession, and it's also required for the Young Farmer and the Women in Ag Capital Investment Schemes for the top-up of 60% grant on those. And anyone looking to enrol or looking for information can contact um Noreen O'Rahley, who is the course coordinator, um, by ringing, ringing any of the Chagas offices, or you can contact her directly on 087-657-2262. Thank you very much indeed for all of that detailed information. Miss Elaine Clifford, B&T Dairy Advisor, Chagask, Sandfield, Mallow and County Cork. Thank you, Elaine, very much indeed. Thanks a million. No problem, John. Irish Cattle and Sheep Farmer Association ICSA National President, West Cork-based, Mr Dermot Kelleher, said he is horrified by reported Borbia proposed recommendations that QA quality-assured cattle farmers should buy only livestock from other certified QA farmers. He said this was potentially a matter for the Competition and Consumer Protection Commission, CCPC, to investigate whether this would be a breach of competition law being proposed by a state agency. Mr Kelleher contended this was essentially barring access to the market for sellers, and it was, he contended too, restricting the choice of stock available to buyers. Mr Kelleher said, We recall that the CCPC was not shy in getting involved when poor prices were discussed at meetings such as the Beef Forum, to ensure the state kept out of market-related businesses. Mr Kelleher felt that Board Bia had seriously overstepped the mark and followed what he described as a worrying pattern of state agencies regularly overstepping the mark to the point they're not only losing the dressing room, but they're, what he called, pontificating is generating massive alienation amongst cattle farmers. Mr Kelleher said these agencies are seen as trying to control farmers and has gone too far at this stage, he felt. Mr Kelleher reported that suckler farmers were telling him they were sick and tired of having their business interfered with for reasons which were dubious in their opinion. Some, he said, had even gone so far as to say the state wants to get them to give up so that climate targets would be easier to meet. Mr Kelleher said it was well known that best markets for weanlings were live exports or weanlings that have potential for fat stock sales or fancy weanling heifers with future breeding potential. None of these markets, he said, require QA, quality assured, and it was extremely disappointing that Board Beer would seek to create a two-tier market for livestock and devalue one particular cohort in the process. 
Mr. Kelleher clarified that his organisation, ICSA, Irish Cattle and Chief Farmers Association, was not actually on the board, be a board or committees. So he emphasised that the ICSA had no hand, act or part in these discussions and he promised to vigorously oppose them. Part of the statement there from the ICSA President, Mr. Dermot Kelleher. The chairperson of the ICMSA's Dairy Committee, Mr. Noel Murphy, said that co-ops can and should be paying 39 cents per litre for milk supplied to them in December. He said, while he noted, the volumes produced in December were traditionally low. He said there was little doubt that the 2023 production was particularly low as farmers had dried off early in the face of unacceptably slow price rises and stubbornly high input costs. Mr Murphy said the ICMSA would never accept the argument that merited price rises did not matter for low volumes in December. He said it must always be an operating principle that co-ops paid the highest milk price possible. Mr Murphy said that there is no doubt that 39 cents per litre is an absolutely realistic price for co-ops to reach for December payments and the markets for the last quarter of 2023 prove as much. He said milk supplies are tightening in exporting nations and if farmers are to be encouraged to produce long-term in the volumes which the co-ops already know they require, then prices that reflect a rising global market and demand have to be paid to these primary producers. Mr Murphy said that the ICMSA feeling was that if the co-ops were trying to be, quote, smart about this and shortchanging the farmers now, they will come to profoundly regret this later in the year. Mr Murphy said it's up to our co-ops to show their farmer suppliers that they, the farmers, can produce on the basis that milk price is going to move up and past these stubbornly high input costs. Mr Murphy said, noting the market trends in summer of 23 and describing them as unmistakable, Mr Murphy said that the GDT index is up over 20% since its lowest offering and European quotes for butter are also up by almost a quarter in that same time period. This translates into quotes on the European and Dutch auction returning equivalent farm gate prices of 42 cents per litre for the different product mixes. In fact, he said, spot prices have been above the 40 cents per litre mark since October, giving co-ops and milk purchasers ample opportunity to strike deals for this product. Mr Murphy concluded by saying, it's up to the co-ops to recognise those signals and act on them. He said they have to be bold and begin restoring the farmer confidence which he said had been so badly shaken by 18 months of cruel margin squeeze and really damaging cave-in by the Irish government to anti-dairy elements both here and in the European Union. He said that needs to start this month and it needs to start by a decision to pay at least 39 cents per litre for milk supplied in December. That statement from the chairperson of the ICMSA's Dairy Committee, Mr Noel Murphy. Embrace Farm, Ireland's network for farm families, is inviting everyone to join in the inaugural Embrace Farm Where Are Wellies, WOW Day, on January 31st, 
to help raise vital funds for the Embrace Farm organisations. Schools, businesses, groups and individuals are encouraged to wear their wellies wherever they are on January 31st, be it in the office, college, classroom, supermarket or the main street in your town. This unique fundraiser encourages those from both urban and rural communities to raise vital funds to support Irish farm families impacted by serious injury and sudden death. Embrace Farm is a not-for-profit organisation founded back in 2014 by husband and wife Brian and Norma Roan following the tragic loss of Brian's father Liam in a farming accident. From the first annual Remembrance Service in 2014, the network has expanded nationwide and evolved its services to meet the needs of Irish farm families in the aftermath of a serious injury and sudden death. The organisation has engaged more than 400 farm families with its comforting and supportive embrace, along with practical support in the aftermath of a traumatic incident. Speaking ahead of the day, Embrace Farm co-founder Norma Roan said that by including farming and non-farming communities, they were highlighting the emotional and practical devastation that a serious injury or sudden death has on a farming family and the wider impact on the local community and society. For further information on how to get involved, you may kindly contact Kirok Frahel at the following number, 087-108-1235, Kira at and Smith, S-M-Y-T-H dot I-E. That's Kira Frahel, 087-108-1235. Or email Kira at and, A-N-D, S-M-Y-T-H dot I-E. There are a number of extremely long reference numbers and emails, but perhaps by contacting Kira, you will be able to find out how you and your organisation can get involved in supporting Embrace's Farm Where Are Wellies Day, taking place January 31st, be it in the office, college, school, supermarket or the main street in your town. This unique fundraiser aims to encourage people from both urban and rural communities to raise vital funds to support Irish farm families impacted by serious injury and sudden death related to farming activity. Writing in the Irish Farmer's Journal, Darren Carty, sheep and schemes editor for the journal, points out that sheep meat imports decreased by 2,734 tonnes last year. He said there was a sizable decline in sheep meat imports into the Republic in 2023. The latest available data from CSO Central Statistics Office points out. He said the volume of sheep meat imported for the first 10 months into this country in 23 was recorded at 4,903 tonnes, a drop of 2,734 tonnes, or 36% on the corresponding period in 2022. Darren Carty noted in the journal that import volumes from Britain, totalling 2,654 tonnes, account for 54% of sheep meat imports into Ireland in 2023, while imports of 1,580 tonnes from Northern Ireland account for another 31%. Darren Carty said these two suppliers also account for the significant drop in imports with British sheep meat imports falling by some 
1,968 tonnes, or 42.6% in the year 2022. Farmers in Germany are in the midst of a long protest in response to subsidy cuts. Roads across Germany and central Berlin, alongside other cities, have been brought to a standstill by tractors. The protests were sparked by the coalition government's decision to cut green diesel subsidies and tax breaks for agricultural vehicles. The German Federal Republic announced plans in December to save 900 million euro in farming subsidies after a court ruling cancelled 60 billion euro in debt which the government had anticipated receiving. The German government partially rode back on these cuts in recent days. The tax relief for agricultural vehicles in Germany will remain and the diesel subsidies will be phased out as opposed to being cut immediately. Cattle farmers in Board B's Quality Assurance QA scheme should only buy livestock from other certified QA farms, the food marketing body has recommended. The proposal is one of a number of possible reforms of the Origin Green Producer Standard, Board B's flagship sustainability programme, which are being debated with industry stakeholders. The reported controversial proposal states that bought-in livestock should be purchased from Board B certified herds. Such a move could risk creating a two-tier market for livestock, with a premium potentially being paid for animals from farms that are in the Board B QA scheme. And that's our Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme for now. I'm John O'Connor. Thanks to everyone who contributed to the Farm Talk programme this week. To Barry O'Mahony, Head of News, 96FM and C103, for creating the podcasts as Marae Tuig, news reporter and newsreader on 96FM and C103. A very special thank you to you, of course, the listener, for tuning in. The Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme, Saturday mornings, 7am to 8am, and Wednesday evenings, 10pm to 11pm. The Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme also appears on podcast on Saturday morning after the live broadcast. The podcast arranged by Marie Tuig. A very special thank you to you, the listener, for tuning in. Farm Talk on C103 with Dairy Gold. Choose Gold Performance Pack. Includes biotin, yeast and protected minerals to reduce lameness, boost milk solids and fertility.